0: I'm here to tell you, you do have one hour a day. So stop making excuses. So everything you want to achieve, I know you got a lot going on, but you want something different. And this could be anything. It could be something in your career. It could be your personal health. It could be something completely different from any of those things. Maybe you want to start a business. Maybe you want to take up gall. It doesn't matter, but you feel stuck. You feel like you can't get anywhere, that you just don't have the time. And let me tell you something. Nothing is achieved by accident. Now, the whirlwind of life runs you. There's no question about that, but there's more you want to do. So I'm going to give you a four-step framework to start achieving things coming up next. You found the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast, where we talk about all things leadership because leadership isn't just what you do, it's who you are. So we hope to make you a better leader, help keep your sanity, and make your team better so you make more money. So every week we talk about a different topic that helps you do all those things. So hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Tell all your colleagues and friends, and let's get a discussion going on how we can grow together as better leaders. Welcome back, everybody, from across America and around the world. Thank you for coming back to the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. We were just put in the top 10 of the 100 best podcasts to listen to, according to Feedspot.com. So check out that list. There is a great number of leadership podcasts, not just ours, but if you're looking for something, really, because what you ingest constantly is really what frames your mindset. You know, that old saying about, show me three of your friends, I'll show you you. But what content that you are ingesting all the time, is what is really guiding your mindset. And you really need to take a look at what that is and and put yourself in a position where you're you're ingesting the right thing. So check out feedspot.com for that. Now, let me preface this by saying, yes, you have one hour a day. Yes, you can rearrange what it is you do to get what you want, but this is not a motivational speech. I cannot motivate you or anyone. You either want to do something or you're gonna make excuses not to. You're gonna come up with ways to get around Stuff. Yeah, I'm not a man that lives down by the river. I can't make you get out of bed in the morning. I can't make you decide something. Only you can do that. So don't get fooled into this myth about motivational speakers. Really, when you think about it, a quote-unquote motivational speaker is somebody who's really untapping the, 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 or I should say, tapping into what it is that drives you. That maybe you hear something and it finally clicks. That yeah, I can do that. But they still technically didn't motivate you. You're doing that. You're just getting affirmation from somebody else that, hey, this is possible, that, hey, every expert was once a beginner and you got to start somewhere. So the question is, do you really want to achieve? Do you really want to put the time in? Where were you two or three years ago? It really doesn't seem like that far away in the past that what were you doing? What were you working on? And You think to yourself, oh, if I had only invested the time, if I only got started, you think about long term investing for retirement and how many people in their 20s you beg them, just some part of your page, just invest weekly. Just get in the behavioral habit of doing that. If you would just do that uh, years from now, things would be so much different. And that's the same with anything with you. That's a mindset calling to say to yourself, What have I invested in? What have I put in that benefits with where, where I want to go? What I want to accomplish. I mean, think about for those of you that did go to four-year college, how excited were you to go? Like you applied and got in, you got ready. It's a very exciting time, especially when you're like 18 and just graduating high school. And then the next thing is like, I'm getting ready to move. I, I got to get stuff for my dorm room or apartment or whatever you got. And you don't really even think about, oh my God, that's four years from now. But now that you're living life and there's things that are bombarding you from all these different directions, that's exactly what you think. If I say to you, hey, if you want to start this and be good at it, we're talking about a super long-term investment that you're going to have to make. And you're like, oh, that's years from now. I don't know. But, you know, when it's things you wanted, like you wanted to go to college, you didn't even consider it. You just did it. You were excited to go and, and did nothing was really holding you back. But let's not go the opposite direction of going off the deep end either. So what I what I mean by that is you want to do things, you want to accomplish things, but you can't take everything you have and just throw it out or ignore it or say, you know what, screw that. I'm going to go have some fun or I'm going to go do what I want. I'm going to be selfish about it. I'm not talking about that. When you think about the part of the uh, mo- you know Jason Bourne movie where uh, Dr. Hirsch leans over to him and he says, will you give yourself to this program? What are you giving? I mean, obviously, and I know it's a movie, but obviously Jason gave up everything to do that. So you can't really go that way. So you're probably already thinking about what? What is stopping you? When I start talking about you want to go do something, but you say, oh, I just cannot do it. I'm telling you, you can. I'm telling you, you can figure it out. There are a, a number of things, four things that really kind of get in your way if you will. And some of them are very legitimate and some of them are more of a mindset thing. I mean, you're living a life, especially if you're married, have children, have lots of obligations. You have a job that really has a lot of responsibilities, all of those things. Money is a huge factor. All these different things are guiding what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, how you're going to do it. And those things kind of shut you down. They tend to make you want to stop and not pursue anything. So time, when are you going to do it? When can you accomplish these things? Things when you feel like you never have any or obligations and responsibilities. If like, again, if you're you're married and you have kids and and you have things that you're responsible for, you can't just you know throw that aside and say, you know what, I- I'm gonna focus on just me. But at the same time, you do have to focus on you because I have talked endlessly about, you can't really serve others if you're not good with you. And if there is something that is not good for you, that is holding you back, that is really making you wanna check out because you, you, you don't feel like you're getting somewhere, those are some things you need to start exploring. It's just that when you have someone else in your life, You owe it to them and yourself to be honest about that, to be open about that. Money is a huge factor. You can't just gamble the rent to go do something else or take on all this debt and loans or business loans to start something that you're not even sure if it's going to happen or just start spending money on one thing when you should be spending on something else or you have obligations for something else. You really can't do all that. And then when we start thinking about a mindset or something like the example of, what about fun? Like, when do I get to do anything that's exciting or or real that you uh, feel like, hey, is it always going to be work? And you have to balance these things out so you can start really focusing on what you want. And one of the best ways to do that is answer the give-get equation. In other words, what do you have to give up? Because if, if I start telling you, hey, you are going to start doing something one hour a day, well, you have to give something else up. And you think to yourself, okay, well, is it time with my family? Is it sleep? Is it something I'm doing with my friends? All of those things that you are going to have to give up something. But maybe you don't realize you're already doing that. And I'll explain that in a little while. But I think about this is when I think about coaching new managers, you know, they get in that role, they're in there for about six months and all of a sudden they feel quote unquote burned out primarily because nobody explained to them the difference between physical tired and mental tired. But at the same time, what you do find leaning on the mental tiredness is they really don't figure out that they changed that I just want to veg out and relax because of the mental strain and the next thing you know they're doing so much of that they're not doing other things and usually when I unravel all of that and say hey just, just go through as soon as you leave work where's your time going that's inevitably what I find because of the mental drain so if you're the type of person and if you're listening to podcasts you are this type of person where you don't go make widgets in a factory eight hours and go home you probably have a lot of different things that are draining you mentally that are causing this very same thing for you. The other thing is, depending on what it is you want to do, you got to think about what kind of results are going to happen when. So for example, if you start working out, you get on this exercise program, you probably are not going to see measurable results in 30 days. Now your body will start changing. Obviously it'll tell you that because it'll be tired, it'll be achy and all of that. But I'm talking about like when you're looking in the mirror when you're talking about maybe weight loss, when you're talking about muscle um, growth and definition, you're not going to see that immediately. I mean, right now I'm in two weeks to go of a 90 day workout regimen that I started. And basically this is my one hour a day thing for now. And so Monday through Friday, one hour in the morning early, I work out. Now I didn't just like wake up and start working out. I really plan things out. What muscle groups I was going to work on, what day, how I was going to do it, you know, researching because I don't go to the gym. I have everything at my home in my garage as far as weights and things like that. So that saves me a little bit of time and money because I bought that stuff years ago so I don't have to really pay membership fees or whatever. But at the same time, I planned it out. Like I researched, hey, what are best chest exercises, arm exercises, leg exercises? So then I created something I can do in an hour, how many reps, how many different types of exercises to do. And I can tell you that in probably about now, like I said, I got two weeks to go out of the 12 weeks and I really started to see some some really actual good results that make me feel like, hey, I'm starting to get that muscle definition and get stronger and things like that. But I had to plan all that out right down to having my workout clothes ready the night before, exactly where I just get it. Like I got everything ready to go. So as soon as I wake up, I don't have to dig through drawers or look for stuff because I'd be less likely to do that. So that's just an example of it. But it's also an example of, you know, about month two, I was like, Am I getting anywhere? I kind mean, of knew if I kept going, I would, but was I really? And could I stay focused on that? So coming up with that, and it was something I wasn't doing before. So that's just an example of that. So a couple of questions here is like, Who's really in charge of you like your day-to-day calendar activities like who's really in charge of you is it you is it your schedule is it your your work life your home life is it a combination of both you feel like everybody else is dictating when you're going to come and go when you're going to do things and there's a lot of truth to that there's a lot of truth to that and you have to balance that out of who you can who you can talk to. And I'm talking about talking to yourself. I'm talking to your self-doubt because when I ask this question, and you you know, inevitably your immediate response is all those things, work, spouse, kids, so on, which you're really defaulting to is your self-doubt thinking, well, I got all this other stuff. There's so no way I can do it when really you need to unpack that. So think about this. So I grew up as a kid in the 1970s, early 80s, but predominantly 70s. I was born in 1970. There was still the kids table for holidays. So like when your whole family would go to whatever house that everybody was going to, the, the kids sat in the kitchen usually, and the adults sat in the dining room. And it was years until you earned the right to be at the, at the big table. And that doesn't happen anymore. Nowadays, everything seems to revolve around the kids, even the menu choices at some point, and they all better have an iPad on and playing something just to keep them shut up. But then you got to hear that oh, all like garbage. But that's the question is like, who's really in charge, them or you? And that's what I'm talking about of really unpacking all of those things and saying, hey, what is it that I need? What is it that will help me move forward? What is it within me that's not the day-to-day stuff? Or, hey, you know what? I'm in the wrong career. I'm in the wrong job. I'm in the wrong place. I want to do something completely different. Or I don't like, how I feel anymore. And I've got to start getting healthy. It doesn't really matter what it is, but you got to start really asking those questions about who's really in charge of you. I mean, I couldn't imagine working out five days a week before. When I think about those kinds of things, like work schedule and obligations and all that, it it didn't even dawn on me that I could do it if I really was purposeful about that. And that's what you have to really start doing, is thinking about how I could create a process for that. The same thing with this podcast, that how do I start something like this that I am not in my office every night of the week ignoring my family or doing other things or being tired and all that. And I, I came up with a process of... Of podcasting, when I was going to record, when I was going to write, and I did have to give something up. And what that was, once I got set up, you know, I understood the technology and all that was my lunch breaks. Every day at work, when I go to lunch for an hour, that was my writing time. Now I would eat obviously, but when I compare it before of, you know, I'd eat and scroll the internet or talk to people or not really get anything done that was super important. That was that hour that I could hone in and do that because I wasn't really obligated to be in a place for lunch i could use that hour any way i wanted so that became when i started writing and i would spend a couple of days writing and editing and then i'd record and that would be it and i could do that each and every week and i still do or i think about when i got my private pilot license which you know a lot of people don't understand is uh technically legally it's like there's there's certain flights you got to take and all of that and training and all that stuff that adds up to about 40 hours and most the average person spends about 60 hours learning how to fly that's a difference in cost anywhere from depending on where you go to flight school, three to $5,000. But I was very purposeful about getting it done in 40. And what a lot of people don't know is there's 10 hours of flying you do as a solo student without an instructor before you even get your license. Isn't that crazy? It's kind of like when you think about learning how to drive a car, you don't get to drive by yourself until you're like, quote unquote, signed off. But piloting, you do. But I was very purposeful what I was going to do, when I was going to fly, what lessons I was going to learn and be ready for that. And those are the kinds of things. The reason I bring that up is when you begin an endeavor, like I'm telling you, yes, you do have an hour a day, even though you don't think you do. But I also don't want you to waste that hour not knowing where you're going to start, what you're going to do. Oh, I'm just doing it, but I'm not really growing or learning. You got to be super purposeful about it. So there's three checkpoints here we we need to look at before we even begin. So before embarking on your next adventure, it's time for a reality check. It's like, well, wow, you're already being negative about what's real and not real. But no, I said reality, like what is real? So you think about something, a dream that's like super outrageous, like, hey, you know what? I want to drive a NASCAR race car. You're not going to or or anything that's completely different from what you're doing. You're not just going to do one hour a day and get there. Is, you really have to start thinking about what it is that you really want that makes sense for who you already are and thinking about what's real and using that as what is my long term strategy going to be and are you? you okay with that? Are you okay with it's going to take two to three years? Like I was saying earlier, you didn't bat an eye when you were starting college, even though it was a long four years. But if I told you right now, Hey, yeah, you can have this reward but I need you to give for four years. Would you be like, eh, okay, I'll do that. Or be like, oh man, four years, forget it. But then, you know, next thing you know, four years blows by and it's like, yeah, I probably could have done that. So what are the things that the reality check of what you're trying to do? And then what is driving your desire to accomplish something? What is it? I mean, you can't think about, oh, that sounds cool. I'd like to try it. You know, like let's say you want to learn to play guitar and oh, it's cool for a couple of months. And then you just stop. Or maybe you start going to martial arts classes or, or whatever it is. Or maybe you start creating a business, but you aren't really digging in and finding those experts, those coaches, those, those resources. And there's so much free on the internet. It's, it's, it's like, you really can do this, but, but really partnering with people that can help you. Are you really willing to do that? Or you just want to say, oh, I'm just going to start this one thing. Like I saw somebody the other day who just started a quote unquote company and say, okay, well, I do these services right now. And the very first thought I had was, well, okay, Um, do you have an LLC? Do you, are you actually a company? Because they said they were, but they really weren't. You're not doing the work to see what it is, but what is driving you to do what you want to do? Is it something I really want to accomplish this? This is the life I want to have. I want this to be part of who I am versus, eh, it just sounds like fun, sounds cool, or I'm looking to make a quick buck or whatever. Those those aren't going to, to do it. And again, nobody else is going to be able to motivate you. You cannot listen to a motivational speaker and say, okay, now I want to do it. Only you can do that. And then the third thing is, how badly will the shoulda, woulda, coulda factor kick in if you don't? Probably one of the worst things you'll ever have in your life in terms of regret, in terms of, man, I could have done something. You don't. That's a hard thing to get past when especially when you know, hey, you could have done it at some level or at least, hey, I did all this and I didn't quite make it, but I went for it and I don't have to at least maybe you can mull over the fact you didn't make it, but you don't have to mull over. Oh, I could have tried that. There's nothing more annoying than listening to somebody's like, yeah, I could have been this or I could have been. Well, what did you do to try? Nothing. I just could you don't want that. That is harder to live with than failure. I promise you. Because here's the here's the biggest missing piece, other than you just sound like you're just all talk, is that there's no lesson learned with shoulda, coulda, woulda. There's nothing. At least when you go for something and don't achieve it, there's something in there to where you can say, Well, this I could have done this better, or this opportunity didn't work out you Like there's some lesson in there that, hey, maybe later you come back to that and say, you know what? I'm gonna try that again. But here's the lesson I had learned. That, that, that's the constant the thing about growth is doing something and then learning from it about what what did work and what didn't work not from an emotional standpoint but from what actually happened. So here's your four step framework earlier I mentioned four things that are probably stopping you but when you start breaking them down you realize hey I really can move forward I really can start something. So first one again was time. That's the biggest elephant in the room because there are so many things pulling at you and you feel like it if you're either either way even if you're if you're stay at home mom or a working mom there. there. You have so many things in the house that's going on. Plus you got your career and all that. And you're thinking, holy cow, what am I going to come up? These these are the things that you really have to be guarded about of what's okay for you and stop feeling guilty because you want something. Now it'd be different if that was like an all day thing, like, oh, I don't have time for that. Or it's all about me. Again, I'm talking about the one hour to do it, to carve out of your day and say, this is my time. So think about, I would hope, but just about everybody's heard the name. Dave Ramsey. And one of his core principles of starting to you know, live within your means is assign every dollar you're going to make at the beginning of the month to a job. Meaning, is it going to pay a bill? Is it going to be invested? Is it going to do whatever it's going to do? But you assign it first. In other words, you don't just go through the month haphazardly and spend whatever and go out to eat, and do this, do that. And then you really, oh my crap. And on the 20th of the month, it's like, whoa, it's getting kind of tight. No, you're really planning out every dollar, right? And all of a sudden you realize you actually have more money than you thought you did Because now you're being purposeful with it. Well, have you ever thought about doing that with your time? Like as nerdy as that sounds that you, yeah, you literally sit there, you know your schedule, you know your obligations and all that. But when you really start categorizing what's a waste of time, now what's fun to make you feel better, which is fine, meeting with friends, having a drink, that sort of thing. Or are you that type that spends six or eight hours binge watching Netflix? I don't know. But when you really start putting your time out there and really start writing it down and putting it in a category of this has to happen, this needs to happen, but it's not a must, but it should, i.e. making dinner. Uh, How many days you're like, screw it, let's just go out. But you start categorizing what's what's truly a waste of time and what's not and what's necessary. And then it becomes crystal clear of where your time is actually going and when is the best time to not neglect your big rocks. If you think about an old Stephen Covey demonstration where he has big rocks and small rocks and how do you fit them into a jar? Well, you always start with the big rocks first, but inevitably most people don't even think about it. So by default, the small rocks win. In other words, you feel like you're, you're being pulled everywhere rather than pushing. You, you feel like, oh, all this stuff, I got to do all this stuff. When when you really start writing it all down, it's like, man, maybe you don't. Or maybe you start with the most important things. And then if there's time for other things, well, there you go. So when i talk about carving out this hour, the only violator is, does it hurt your big rock? So when you think about your relationships, whether it's being married or with children, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, things you have to do. Obviously, if you have a job that determines when you're going to work, well, you're hours and probably not going to fit in there. My lunch break was an example, but that was my time. So think about your big rocks and make sure you don't neglect them. The second thing you have to consider is your obligations. Now you might think the time thing really is about that, but what I'm talking about here is commu- communication, like crystal clear about your needs And your plans. So, uh, too many times we focus on just the needs. I need to do this. I want to do this. And I get that. But when you don't explain, well, here's what I've looked into. What do you think? And again, I'm talking about when you have other people to include in your plans. How does that look? That for them, like you're understanding, like, hey, you have a serious plan, a plan of attack. It's one hour a day. Here's what I'm going to do. And you start doing that. Be crystal clear on your communication and how you won't, that's how you won't ignore the big and get them included in your plan and not just be selfish, but I just need this. That's not good enough. When you have relationships with other people that it directly affects, that is not good enough. You really have to sit there and consider what, why it's important to you, but it's so important to you that you actually map out what you need to do personally. Like You're super serious about really accomplishing this because you've done the research, you're doing the small steps, you're committed to it, you're communicating how it's going, all of that. The third thing is money. Obviously, Gambling the run is a no-go, but at the same time, do you feel guilty if you have to spend on something, if you're going to do it? So let's go back to the, I'm going to create a business, an actual business, not a really a side hustle. I'm talking about a business, but you're kind of in one career right now. So it's a small process, little bits at a time. So do you feel guilty about, you're going to need some things. Like like I said, do you have an LLC versus I'm just declaring I'm business? Well, there's some money involved in getting that status. Do you feel guilty about spending that? You want to create a website that talks about your business. You're going to have to start spending money on some of those things. So do you feel guilty about that? Or if others are involved, are you starting to hide money or are you budgeting out with your time scale? I think about one shirt at a time. And the reason I say that is I've seen some people who are progressing in their career and but they're like, you got to look the part, you got to dress, right? And a lot of people think, like, oh my gosh, I can't go out and buy a whole wardrobe. I'm like, yeah, you're right. But maybe once a week, once every other week, buy one shirt, then go buy another shirt. And Within two, three months, you do have a whole new wardrobe. Why do you have to buy it all at the same time? You just got to plan it out. So when you think about if you're going to, whatever your hobby is, like for example, like I said, my working out costs zero dollars. I mean, at some point I bought all the equipment, but I've had the same equipment for years. So right now working out doesn't cost me anything but time. Now getting my pilot's license did obviously cost money, but that was something that, that my wife and I agreed would be okay to do. But you really have to answer that question. And for how long? Like I knew I was going to fly the 40 hours. Could have been 60, but I knew I was going to fly the 40. So you got to think about, well, if you are going to use the time or the money. It's got to relate to the time you're going to invest. But the most important thing, once you get, because those three things are really uh, cerebral, if you will, you can write those out. You can talk about them. You can plan. But number four, it's the mindset. Like, are you willing to wait? I know that sounds crazy when I say, Hey, I want to go accomplish something. Cool. You willing to wait? And what I mean is wait for whatever it takes to earn whatever it is you're trying to earn. Are you really willing to wait? It's so important to you that I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the process. I'm okay with, I'm a beginner. And I'm I'm taking my time versus, oh, you know, you think about being a social media influencer? For some reason, some people just get on there and they're boom, they explode. Others don't. I don't know. And if that's what you want to do, I don't know. That's not what I want to do. But if that's what you want to do, are you willing to wait for that to happen? Or are you just going from one shiny thing to another? Or is it really who you are? Like what you want to be known for. That's what you. That's what you're going for. If you. So like I said, if you're you want to be known to be athletic or a runner or whatever it is, you're, you're willing to do all the steps it takes to be that person. Like that's what you're known for. And embrace the fact that it takes stages to get on stages. That you have to start small. You have to start learning. You have to start with the beginning and go through the process and understand that that is all a part of it. Because later on, that's probably what you're going to talk about the most is where it began. And when you didn't have anything going and all the steps you took to get to where you are. So yes, you do have one hour. The question is, how are you going to use it? So what did we learn today? how did you grow just a little bit? Or more importantly, how can you help someone else grow? That's the whole point of Leadership Lifestyle Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, hit that subscribe button, tell all your colleagues and friends and neighbors all about the show. Give us comments, feedback, things like that. We will grow together and we will see you next week on the Leadership Lifestyle Podcast.